and I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Kim Moody. Kim, consumer pessimism has eased a little. Kia ora, Rowan. Yes, consumer confidence remains deeply pessimistic as financial pressures weigh on consumers of all ages, income brackets and in every region. The Westpac McDermott Miller survey shows a five-point rise in sentiment in the June quarter to 83.1. A reading below 100 indicates pessimism. Westpac senior economist Satish Ranchod says inflation pressures may have peaked, but consumers will struggle to make ends meet. We do think that inflation is past its peak and that it's going to ease back over the coming months. Even so, a lot of households are still going to be looking at a lot of pressure on their budgets. In particular, those increases in the cost of necessities like food, they are squeezing all families' wallets. They're especially tough for those families who are on lower incomes. Satish Ranshon says consumers report they have been scaling back on activities like dining out, and most think it is a bad time to buy a major household item. Fewer people would experience social and financial hardship if there was a greater emphasis on New Zealanders' well-being under an established parliamentary commissioner, a new report says. The Productivity Commission has released its final report on persistent disadvantage and ways to improve it, with several recommendations including a future-focused commissioner and a new Social Inclusion Act. The report found one in five New Zealanders experience persistent disadvantage, which the Commission defined as being left out, being income poor or doing without. Commission Chair Ganesh Nana says change could take decades, but it is possible. Improvement is engagement with community and you actually have improvement when individuals and members of community feel included in that community and have a voice and feel like they have a voice and that that voice is heard. How do you measure it? We need to be realistic and we need to measure it over the long term. We've got to get away from this mindset of short-term indicators that might make us feel happy over the next six months or 12 months. Ganesh Nana says community-based healthcare providers are an example of more inclusive approaches, but they need long-term sustained funding. The Reserve Bank's rate-setting committee needs external members who will challenge each other and offer different perspectives, according to a former staffer. It comes as the Central Bank's board looks for two new external members to sit on the Monetary Policy Committee to replace outgoing members. Former RBNZ economist Michael Riddell says people who don't always go with the flow are key for an important body like the Monetary Policy Committee. Even if they were only one person and the committee ends up voting them down 6-1, at least the majority is forced to engage with those arguments around the table. And and we, the public, can see um, the reasons why they accepted or rejected those sorts of arguments. So there's a lot of emphasis in those adverts still on collegiality. And obviously you don't want people who are awkward for the sake of being awkward, but you do want people who are thinking independently. Michael Riddell says the committee needs people who don't always follow the market or official consensus at the time. A case for perhaps lengthening the work lunch break. New research by Global Group Compass shows lunch breaks are getting shorter and a third of workers are eating lunch alone. The company's survey of 35,000 workers from across 26 countries shows the length of time workers have for lunch varies across the world from 54 minutes in China to just over 20 minutes in Poland. Compass Group Chief Commercial Officer Shelley Roberts says workers are getting less time to take lunch 
wage, and younger workers are less likely to take breaks. The work breaks are shorter and fewer right across the working day. And I think what's important about that is we know that taking a break is important from a productivity perspective, but also from mental health and wellbeing perspective. So what the survey confirmed is that where employers can meet the needs of these workers, employers are coming back to the office, they are taking those breaks and employers are ending up with a happier and healthier workforce. Charlie Roberts says staff working from home reported taking longer and better quality lunch breaks, resulting in improved productivity. Well, let's check in on the markets now. We're joined by Ed Glennie of Hobson Wealth for the latest. Kia ora, Ed. I hope I'm not eating into your lunch break. How are the, uh, what are the major movements on the New Zealand market today? Morning, Kim. You realise that uh, my lunch break's now only seven minutes long thanks to this uh, update. <laughs> but yes, the market is, uh, is flat. Uh, pretty flat. We're currently up about a quarter of a percent. The New Zealand NZX50 is at 11,782, so up 32 points on yesterday's close. Auckland Airport up five cents to $8.43. Arvida, the retirement company we had in the office uh, this morning, actually, for an update, they're at $1.23. A2 Milk is off four cents at $5.65. And the other stock of note, Fetcher Building, who has their investor day tomorrow, in Auckland is up three cents to five dollars twenty one. Heading to Australia now, what are the major movers there? Uh, the Australian market is up again, similar magnitude to New Zealand at seven thousand three hundred and seventeen for the ASX two hundred. Look, the the banks are actually up. There's obviously been talk in the press about the possibility of an inquiry here. That New Zealand banks are largely owned by the big four Australian, and they're all actually uh, CBAs up. Uh, 39 cents to $100.90. National Australia Bank's up uh, and ANZ is down fractionally, down three cents. Um, so yes, not not really any uh, significance in the Australian market there. Coming back here now, how's our dollar trading today? New Zealand dollar's a little bit firmer across the board, so against the Australian dollar yep, at yep. 90.6 cents, against the US dollar 0.62 uh, buying 88.12 Japanese yen, 0.485 against the British pound, and finally spot euro is 0.568. And that just leaves interest rates, oil and gold. Three-month bank bills are at 5.7%. Ten-year government bonds are currently 4.48%. West Texas Intermediate is at $70.87. US a barrel and finally spot gold is at 1994 US dollars an ounce. Oh, for your time Ed and go enjoy your last five minutes of your lunch break. That's Ed Glennie of Hobson Wealth. Another business news today, the government is about to announce that the Commerce Commission will do a market study into the banking industry. The inquiry had been expected after an attempt by National to get a select committee hearing into the sector was scotched by the government earlier this year. It will be the fourth such study by the competition regulator, following those into the fuel retailing, into the fuel retailing market, supermarket and building products sectors.
Calls for an inquiry have gained support because of record profits of nearly $7.2 billion for the industry in the past year. The major Australian-owned banks have previously said they have no concerns about a broad-ranging inquiry and would cooperate with it. They have also pointed out that, with about 30 banks and other financial institutions, there's plenty of competition within the sector. Just enough time to remind you of our top story today. Consumer confidence remains deeply pessimistic. Those financial pressures weighing on consumers of all ages. The Westpac McDermott Miller survey did show a five point rise in sentiment, but remains below that 100 mark, which does indicate pessimism. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Rowan, that's business. Now, Mihi Kim.